This week's episode of The Cool Room is brought to you by the online wine courses at benandwine.com. With over 20 years' experience in the wine industry and over a decade of running beginners' wine courses in real life, Ben Knight is now offering them on your desktop via Zoom or Skype. Whether it's a birthday party, drinks with friends, or even a thank you to staff and colleagues for another week in lockdown, this is a great way to treat someone. There are four course levels, the cheapest of which is just $28 per login, and there's options where Ben will get the wine delivered to you and all the other participants, so all you need to do is open the bottle and then let Ben open your mind. There's a whole range of great wines on Ben's list from Australia and around the world, and if you're into only red wine or only white wine, then Ben can make that work too. I've known Ben for years, been to many of his tastings, in fact he used to run them at Mr Griffith's in Kensington, and that's why I'm so happy to endorse his events. To find out more, just go to benandwine.com, that's all one word, benandwine.com. evening underneath the stars and we'll find somewhere close we don't want to walk far nor do we want the hassle of a car a lot of whiskey and a lot of beer you're in the cool room i am damien gibson i see i did it i did it quickly enough so you couldn't put me off david even <laughs> even on video chat yes i'm damien gibson obviously joining me uh from an undisclosed what is going on in the background there is that a have you got a background happening (laughs) i I have half a green screen that i haven't bothered to erect in your honor this afternoon (laughs) i do Uh, so on on thursday nights for our virtual pub (laughs) uh david griffiths how are you i'm well other than the fact that I haven't organised my green screen and now that's been brought to the public's attention. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, and joining us, uh, another return guest on the heels of Travis Christo is Warren Wu. Hello. Hello, hello. Now, uh, I just... really wish I could sing. Can I tell you that? Because <laughs> if I could sing, mm, I've been thinking yeah. about this this week, yeah, but I know, I know my limitations. I would, to the tune of Betty Boo's Just Doing the Do, I would love to have it's Warren oh, yes. Wu. It's Warren Wu back for part two. <laughs> That's gone. Warren Wu. Warren Wu is back for part two, and I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, I, know, I know where. Yeah, I, I think everyone knows where that's going. Um, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> um, um, that's my contribution you, for today. It used, be- used to be. Um, now, what was that song? I think it was like a. I think it was like the Doctor Who song. Uh, I don't know. It was. Uh, it was in Doctor Who. Warren Woo. Hey, Warren Woo. Warren. Yeah, and at the at the bar at the bar in Monash, <laughs> me wandering in would be <laughs> occasionally in the corner of the bar. You'd hear a whole bunch of people start singing Warren Woo. Hey, Warren Woo. <laughs> yeah, um, funny. I had a name. Now, yeah. just quickly, before we get into talking, because if uh, the first episode is anything to go by, we will talk for a long time. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you can share the podcast on whatever social medias you have, um, that would be good. Um, you can find us on 
<clears throat> pretty much everything uh, except Twitter. Uh, Facebook, um, you can share it through iTunes, all those usual channels. Uh, Instagram, uh, David's very active on the socials. I am not on there as much, but you'll be at the, there's other content and all that kind of stuff that you can uh, engage with in these times where there's a lot of time to engage with social media. Um, and just going back, Warren, your last visit was on the uh, January the 12th, 2019, which literally feels like an eternity ago. Yeah. I was about to do more shifts at David's pub. Dave was about oh, to yeah. do his first trivia night. Warren, was you were running uh, Sugar Skulls in Flemington. Uh, yep. um, I was going to set up a Cool Room Twitter account. I feel like that's a little nudge in the run sheet for me to set up a Cool Room Twitter account. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just a, a recollection of past times when Twitter would be used by people for things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and have a listen to it, probably before you uh, you engage in this one, just because it'll we'll be touching on that quite a bit throughout this episode. So um, it's a legitimate sequel. So you should probably watch the first one before you watch this one because you'll be completely lost, I'm sure. Um, or maybe you won't. Maybe we'll just well, have a great conversation. It might not be because I can't remember for the life of me what I said. So we could be rehashing exactly the same stories again and no one would care. Well, I, everyone else would know if they'd listen to your advice, but otherwise I'd have no fucking idea. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, rate and review. Let everybody know. The more people who are listening to the podcast, the better for everybody. Um, now, we were thinking, Warren, that we could revisit our little traditional questions and see if there's any updates. Um, maybe not so much your first drink or anything like that, but uh, before the shutdown, are there? you're a man about town. Were there? Uh, are there any places that you want to, any bars or pubs you want to let people know about when we're let oh, back into the wild? That's a good, that's a good question. Uh, and Thank you, David wrote it. Yeah, did you? Yeah, good. <laughs> 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 uh, and like we, no, not, not, which is really bloody sad, right? but no, I've been revisiting a whole bunch of other places that I thought, were good and um, we spoke about them all on the first one right but there was something and it must have been something in the air telling me that maybe I should just really remember how good the places we discussed were but no not really like so so you know I'd, I'd visited friends a lot before this all this shit went down um <clears throat> what else uh oh there was Izakai Shuji, which is on Lonsdale Street, just off, yeah, on Lonsdale Street, mm. which is like this Japanese izakaya. It, it, of all the places which call themselves izakaya in, like, outside of Japan, this is probably the most izakairi izakaya. It's, it's, it's unpretentious. The food isn't spectacular, but it's tasty and easy enough and Japanese-themed and, and, and fun. And, mm. you know, um, great, great uh, uh, Nihonshu list, great sake list, um, uh, really, really 
tasty and uh, tasty food which goes with all the with all the booze so yeah that's probably the only other thing and the only reason we we like nicole my wife and i had gone there was not the only reason but but one of the big reasons was because we we wanted to um we wanted to go we wanted to check out a few places before we went to japan which we was we're supposed to be in japan right now but we you know uh, for obvious reasons, we're not there. But that, we thought that was really cool. It's a guy den, which is the upmarket, which is kind of a, a really modern upmarkety version of an isekaya. Um, has better food, but less. It's it's so it is so um, kind of it's it's a little bit over infused with Melbourne in a good way. Um, that like the food is awesome and but but just a little bit too trendy for me i like but like the older i'm getting the more i love down and dirty yeah but no <laughs> like the the sad thing is yeah i haven't really yeah i it's revisiting the old places and remembering the 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 like going back to old places which has been mm. really good and kind of favorite favorites is really your favorite place is a lot to be said about you know, and even the the raw males example. There's there's there's, there's something we said about going somewhere where you're familiar and you can have a good yeah. chat with the people around you, and it might not be the most awesome place in the world, but yeah, does it really need to be? No, I don't know. Um, what I what I like Warren about the Isakaya answer there is that you know I think last time we discussed stalactites and we discussed the Mai Tai Bar oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Exford yeah. and various places like that. So we've moved about <laughs> what. 20 metres down the road from where we uh, finished last <laughs> so conversation. True. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we literally just gone around the corner up the street a bit and, and oh, the, or the neighbour. Yeah. And it's always just there. Um, and the, <laughs> like, it, it hopefully it's, it's funny. Hopefully it will remind us that, that hopefully all this shit will remind us that that, you know, it's the things which we've we we have already, which are really important. Uh, I don't know, not to not to disparage, um, not to disparage one of the hosts of this show, but there's a lot of burger bars in this, in, in a lot of burger places in this city. Yeah, Damo. Yeah, <laughs> look, I've apologised for that on multiple occasions. There's a lot of burger places in this city, and that that they they have their place, but. When it all comes down to it, it's just a whole bunch of people who, with no imagination, try to make a quick buck out of an industry which doesn't have, and, and which doesn't have enough, enough of my audience anyway. So, you know, if you're doing anything slightly different, if you're making a home, if you're if you're if you're doing something at least with a bit of heart, then yeah. I think yeah, you know, we you should be rewarded and hopefully. Hopefully, um, being stuck at home for the next six months reminds people of that. Uh, hopefully, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's I think that's an important point with any kind of venue that uh, it becomes about the atmosphere, which is a very sort of you know vague term, but um, you end up wanting to go, especially with with what's happening at the moment. Mm. It makes you pine for. You know, somewhere where, you know, like the front bar of Dave's Pub, for example, <laughs> yeah. you can go and sit down <laughs> and you know the yeah. majority of the people and... Yep, um, yep. Everyone has their own intro song. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, you know, it's, you know, like uh, the Venom Refreshing Ale, 
on tap, draft will be on tap. Yeah, it's like everything, and there'll be there'll be a couple of weird things which you'll you'll have a pint of, and then and then move back to whatever you're drinking. And like it's yeah, there's something to be said about that. Hmm. Um, yeah, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's where I don't know. Does that answer the question? Probably not. But yeah, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> like, that's that's um yeah, that was the meta idea that we were gonna come up with prior to this. Hmm. How much how much uh, do you uh how much do you edit your podcasts out of interest? That's probably that's probably a real big question at this point. Yeah, could we just usually cut tons of you, shit out? Can we, yeah, <laughs> we can, but and, you did this you did this last time where you kept saying for us to cut stuff out, and then you've been one of the most downloaded episodes we've had, so yeah. Relax. You just keep on talking shit. <laughs> Don't stress. That'll work. That'll work. Uh, no, no. Now, Warren, the last time we were together, uh, you were talking about uh, Modest Hue Wine Bar, but you've oh, moved yeah. on since then. Uh, yeah. What have you been up to in the interim? So, I, so Modest Hue, um, I, I moved that on. I, I, someone someone uh, decided to take that off my hands, which was really good because I was... Like I wanted, I wanted, if I was going to sell, I wanted to sell it to someone who wasn't going to turn it into a burger shop. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I wanted someone who, who actually, who actually was going to add some sort of value into the, the little corner of my world because I don't live far from, from where uh, modest use slash sugar skulls used to be. So it's, so yeah, it's 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 good that the guys who have taken over have done a really great job, like much better than than I had the capacity to do. Um, they've they've and they've done a lot of the things which I've always wished I could do, but I never I never kind of got the gusto to do. Um, it's yeah. So modest Hue is now uh, the Fox and Daisy, and it's yeah, it's it's this cookie, it's this cookie monster blue. They've painted this cookie monster blue, which is I think is awesome. I'd never thought of it as being that colour, but now I'm not <laughs> going to be able to unsee that. <laughs> Good, excellent. <laughs> it's, and they are they're really they're really lovely, and they they it's so it's good that they they've carried that on because it's and and you know I I, I always tell like all the locals I always tell to go there. Anyone who who's I'm associated with, I always say yeah, go go check it out. It's good, uh, like, and 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 so I moved on, and I went to I went back to Rockpool because one of the uh, one of the old managers uh, asked me if I wanted to help them with the project. I I worked um I after after uh, Sugar Skulls was sold. I mean, my studio was sold. I went uh, worked at the tennis and at a. Well, they call it they uh, in in the in the high end hoot and flute and world. There was an activation, uh, so a pop up restaurant, um, the Rockpool pop up restaurant at the at the Australian Open. I uh, worked there, and then the the um, kind of the food and beverage director for for the premium Rockpool brands uh, asked me if he'd if I was interested in, in helping them with the project, and that was reopening uh, a venue at Crown, like at the Crown Towers lobby. So. <laughs> Eons ago, it feels like the the, uh, the Rockpool Group opened the waiting room, which yep. is in the Crown Towers lobby. And when it first opened, it 
was, it was there were so many good things. Um, one of those good things was that that, that uh, there was a fifty percent discount for for all the Rockpool all the Rockpool Bar and Grill staff if they visited the waiting room. So every night back in the day, we used to go in the waiting room when it first opened and got slaughtered, like absolutely slaughtered. And this was when when like a Gibson would cost you would cost you like sixteen to eighteen bucks depending on what you stuck in it. So half a, a Damien Gibson or a, <laughs> a Damien Gibson. Yeah, yeah, that okay. sounds about that's right. That's the highest price I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. mm. Well, it depends what you <laughs> stick in it, Dave. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's fine. I'm very open about it. <laughs> Let's. Let's move on, shall we? You know, it's like you could get you could you could get a mar- a half price martini, and, and so you'd finish this ridiculously stupid shift at a crazy busy restaurant, have a pocket full of your tips from the week, and you just you just annihilate yourself at this at this venue um, for a fraction of the price on really great booze. Uh, and and the, the guys who originally opened it were were like really great bartenders um who had who yeah, it was the, the they had everything was pretty much on point uh, but because it was a crown because it was the hotel attached to a massive casino um there's just and and particularly that casino there's just there's just the type of people there's never going to be the type of people who will, who will appreciate that there's never the type of people who understand or appreciate that. They want, they want, you know, their 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 idea of a craft beer is what we were calling a craft beer back. Oh, in the original episode, you know, we were calling we were calling, um, you know, Hogarden was technically a craft beer back in the day, and that would be, you know, that for them it still is for them. You know, Crown Lagers are still boutique, um, and that's the crowd you get at the. At, at Crown, no matter no matter what you try to make the venue is, unless you can attract your own your own clientele. But essentially, that's it. Um, uh, and so, so yeah, and so when I reop when I helped the guys reopen that, that it was quickly discovered that that's still very much the case. That they're, yeah. they're, it's a it's a really it's a really difficult location. To try to uh, to try to create your own to, to to implement your own ideas or create your own brand or do something along those lines, so you end up. Mm. So. Did you have a couple of favourite wines or favourite beers or something else? You know that you had on the menu while you were there that really. <laughs> yeah, there were the ones that you tucked pieces. into your underpants when you left from the last day. <laughs> I wish there was what what, was, what did I think I should have I should have walked out. Oh no! I always no. wear a trench coat when I go to the cool room. <laughs> <laughs> um, the what was it? It was Nimbulo Strata. I I discovered something, and it kind of made sense, and it, it makes sense because of the way the world is turned. Nimbulo Strata Chardonnay is made in a wine region called the Whitlands, um, which is up King Valley Way, uh, high altitude. Like traditionally, the Chardonnay and Pinot was was used as for for as a base for sparkling wine. So, really acidic, 
really late, like like the ripening would take forever. Um, so so you'd pick it. You'd you'd be picking it early and bloody cold, like oh high altitude. But this Chardonnay just looked like a well, fairly classical, really restrained, really really kind of racy style of Chardonnay, with a lot of other winemaking bits built on top of it. But it had a lot of good things about it. And it was just a gentle reminder that the world is getting a little bit warmer. And even though Whitlands is freeze your tits off cold, it's still, and right now it's okay to, you could, you could grow reasonable Chardonnay from table wine from there. And that's uh, being a bit scary, but being a bit, you know, that's kind of cool at the same time. Mm. Um, otherwise, no, the problem was the Rockpool group, which was bought by an, a private equity firm uh, a couple of years ago, they'd signed uh, they'd signed deals with with CUB. So uh, unfortunately, a lot of the uh, and 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 other and other companies, um, uh, unfortunately, they they didn't have the they didn't have the the freedom to to really do anything particularly exciting. Um, there was a lot of like there was people who were trying like everyone want, everyone was trying but in the end there's like if you've got if you've got all these these kind of chains around you um, yeah, you can't it's hard to do creative stuff it really is mm. um, yeah and you can't it's and, and it reflects on your audience too like if your audience can't see a reason to support you because you know you're getting a kickback from a big company then then they but, um, i think it i think people see right through it like people people look at you and go well yeah i'm, I'm not here to spend my money in a cub venue and if mm. and and if you go do that my feeling is you lean into it and you go fuck it well let's sell ourselves let's 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 do a let's become a, a crown lager let's let's put Crown Malaga promoting promotional material all over the place, and but yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's we're we're probably digressing away from where where the audience, where your beautiful podcast audience normally wants to go. But, you know, well, yeah, the only thing I'd say is I think it's it's interesting. I reckon there's a whole lot of casualish drinkers in Melbourne, but people who yeah. you know probably go to fun places who don't. You know, when you talk about private equity firms and things like that hmm. maybe don't grasp just how many venues are owned by so few people uh, yeah. whether that's yeah. whether the, the owning of the properties or the owning of the brands literally on my way up here to my own house today having bought a coffee i ran into someone who owns a cafe well his landlords he says and i believe him own a hundred properties across melbourne and Jeez. so they haven't got back to him with information about his lease yet because they're working through all of these other ones yeah mm. yeah um yeah. Oof, and i guess hard. this is this is the weekend where we had reported the sand hill road oh group. yes yeah yeah so you know these are the mob who own the SB and seven <clears throat> other big joints across melbourne um who were looking to sell for what 100 million bucks and that deal's fallen through in a post-corona environment but I reckon there'd be people who'd who'd walk into two or three of their venues on one weekend and not know that they were walking into 
pubs owned by the same people. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, the Sandhill Road Group, and I think I, I think we talked about this because the Esfield opened just before yep. we did our podcast. Yep. And to be fair, the Sandhill Road guys, at least they'd understood that the the spirit and individuality and, you know, design, branding, all those things that you could, you could, you could just kind of palm them off as, as affectations. But if you, if you embrace them as true, as true parts of their identity of the venue, people resonate with that. Like the SB, the SB was doing crazy numbers. Um, and it's, uh, it's, and then they did it really well. It was really, you know, you felt really comfortable. It, 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 it had connected with so many, it, it, it connected with so many different pieces. It, it really made sense. You know, it, the, the location, um, it still felt beachy. Uh, it still had a grungy feel. They were, they honored the, 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 the music and live music background that the SB was. They did a whole bunch of really great thing. Um, bigger, bigger places wouldn't, wouldn't, even consider doing that the 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 money comes first and then and then the other bits and pieces and that's kind of why that's why kind of why large large kind of big businesses can't develop can't develop um new brands because they just don't have their head in the right space to do so like you look at recently oh i think we spoke about this this last let's use this example. We spoke about this last time. Um, Frothy, the yeah. the ill-fated CUB new beer that was supposed to beat beat Furfy, which was a Furfy, which was yeah, the Furfy killer. killer. Yeah, mm. idiots, absolutely. <laughs> like, well, uh, like even not even to be able to create the situation that that would would give people the impetus to create to to use their creativity. I don't know. Like we briefly spoke about, just like I tell you what, give Monkey a million bucks and tell him that's all the money you have. Come up with something that everyone will fucking drink, and you you like you're better off. And then I don't know. You you kind of people who create businesses kind of have a gun to their head in some ways. They've got they've yeah. got financial issues. About, they they have to they have to really work. They're behind the eight ball. And that's when creativity happens. When mm. you've got less less resources, the, yeah, it's all of those cliched cliches about creativity. That's when it really happens. Not when you've got, not when you're a multi multinational with billions of dollars behind you. Who's got the interest to do anything creative then? That's how you get. That's how you get frothy. Yeah. Well, it's organised by committee, isn't it? It's not a a small group of people uh, working towards a common goal. It's like, well, someone comes up with an idea and then that has to be run up the chain and then someone goes, oh, I don't know about this. This seems a bit... Let's just keep doing it. Yeah, let's just just do what we've been doing because it works because ultimately as long as there's uh, increases on their spreadsheets... Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's all that exactly. matters. It doesn't matter how the money comes in as long as it comes in. 
yeah, and don't spend too much money doing it, or or don't yeah, or don't over. No, no, no. Don't take any risks. It's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not my cup of tea. I can understand how people are there, but not my cup of tea. That's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, after isolation and lockdown is finished. With the kind of uh, little bars and cafes that pop up just due to the opportunity of, of spaces and stuff, which unfortunately will be there because of the economic downturn. Yeah. But uh, yeah. maybe I'm an eternal optimist, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what happens in that vacuum, you know, who fills that space and how they yeah. do it. And um, hopefully it's not these conglomerates that just go in and buy everything up and, and you know, you just get the same bar yeah. every 20 metres in the CBD. Because you see that with cafes, like... Yeah. Uh, in the CBD where, you know, even 10 years ago, there would be different, there'd be, you know, independently run cafes and now it's all just Sargon and yeah, uh, can't, can't mm. Blue Bag and all those yeah. kind of places. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd hope, hopefully, but then I don't know. And it, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot to, to create the environment where that happens. And maybe the, maybe, COVID-19 is that environment. Maybe it's, it's you know, landlords are so, uh, get the screws turned so much that they decide that, I don't know, they, they, can, they can spare that extra $1,000 a month and, and rents come all the way down. Because otherwise, mm. like, that's the other part. Like, you, the reason why, the reason why Brunswick Street ever took off in the first place is because it was a shithole because yeah, rents exactly. were dirt cheap and people wanted to do something like people who, who wanted to do something interesting. Well, that's where you do it because uh, otherwise you don't, you can't afford the rent. Um, yeah. It's kind of why it's going back to the burger joint. It's why a burger joint works because I don't know there's a lot of difficulty with it, but it's readily digestible in terms of, in terms of how you sell it to someone. Um, there's, there's, you know, the menu, the menu's understandable. It's low risk because oh, it was burger buns and mints. Uh, and I'm, um, I know one person knows it's a lot harder than that on in this podcast right now. And I understand that too. But then in the end, if you're, if you compare that to, to kind of high and fine dining, no matter who's trying to. Mm, absolutely right. It's a different kettle of fish. And, mm. you know, if I, if it was, my money back on that table, the risk I'd be taking with, with the, with, just before COVID-19 with this, with the, with the environment that hospitality was in, I'd be opening burger joint way before I tried to open a, a high end concept restaurant bar, whatever. Yeah. Um, you had a lot of fun ideas last time we were talking. I don't know if you can remember them or not. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Stupid kind of. Stuff, I suppose. Like uh, well, the best one was Warren's Mexican Cantina. Yeah, and that was a recurring yeah. thing throughout yeah, the episode. The, yeah, the 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 like uh, Sugar Skulls Mark Two. Yeah, a, a roadhouse <laughs> up in Wood End, I think, was sort of the. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still love to redo. I don't know if you guys have caught. Um, if you guys have caught uh, David Chang, so he's the Mamafuku guy. He's on on Netflix. He's got this series called Ugly Delicious, mm. uh, and it's 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 him it's him disguising as a food show uh, commentary on 
culture and ethical background. It's real. Is it's, yeah, it's right. there's a lot of there's a lot of good clever things about it. But one of them is is you know food's delicious from anywhere, and we've all and food is pretty much all. It's like we've used the same uh, influences. Everyone's got pretty much the same influences, and you can follow food, the history of, of mankind, and food, and culture through through where little bits and pieces have come from. So, um, uh, taco al pastor, which is like a Mexican taco, where where the pork has been cooked on a rotisserie, but upright, you know, like a mm. like a standing rotisserie, like a kebab. Yeah, is was Lebanese who had who had uh, who were Lebanese who had who had emigrated to Mexico, and they were trying to, and that taco was them recreating the Lebanese like the Lebanese food experience. So it's like food from all over the world. And part of my part of my thinking with Warren's Warren's Mexican cantina was not necessarily authenticity. <laughs> it's like we stick anything into like a bread wrap. And it's delicious. So yeah, it's that's what fundamentally comes down to. So I think it's yeah. still work. I'm in the back of my head, maybe, but my wife would never say yes to me opening a bricks and mortar <laughs> business ever again. So that idea. Oh, really? Yeah. What yeah, about yeah, the sucks. fire pit on Flinders Lane idea? I so have. still want to do that. And that that would be that would be great. That would be. Or awesome. uh, what else? We got a greenhouse in shipping containers for growing herbs. Oh, bar yeah. herbs. Stop. So you know what? Some some some. That's adventure. a that's a good idea. I still think of I still think it'd be really cool. Like imagine sitting around and you're in this green greenhouse kind of thing, and and part of the revenue is you selling all the mint and and basil and whatever crap all the other restaurants in the city restaurants and bars in the city need. But yeah, I'm just like sitting there. I think you think there's a lot more money in mint than there is, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Probably true. Well, like if I could work out a way to fill that container full of limes, <laughs> then we got, to, you know, ninety bucks. Get some, uh, get some other herbs in there. Yeah, Warren. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Some yeah, black market right. herbs. Oh yes, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I see mm. where you're going there. Yeah, Gibson. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's yeah, potentially. Who knows? Yeah, like I don't know. It's it's they're not then they're quickly not becoming black market anymore. That might be where it, that might be where it's at. We need a guncha bar in a container, a black market guncha bar in a container. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and just have it on the back of a truck and drive around the police. <laughs> just for the record, this is the voice of Damien Gibson endorsing. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, hey there, Cool Room listeners. We've got a little ad for you. No, we're not asking for money so that you can advertise quality mattresses, razors, or any of those other sort of things that seem to get advertised on podcasts. What we're looking for is other fun podcasts that would like to share a 30-second ad with our listeners, letting everyone know why they're so great, and in return, letting us share a 30-second ad for The Cool Room. We know that right now there's a whole lot of people who are looking for fun new podcasts to help them while away their isolation hours. So if you've got something to share, drop us a line via our Facebook or Instagram accounts. Right, add over. Did you want to talk about where you're at as far as employment? Oh, yeah. Concerned uh, I, at the moment? I like, I like 
25 million other Australians are, uh, are unemployed. However, mm. um, like, so, so my wife uh, teaches kids, um, uh, teaches parents to help their kids not be fussy eaters. Uh, and there's a lot of really positive long-term health outcomes when you not only having a kid who who you've you've kind of worked those processes fussy eating with but mm. sitting at a table and dying as family a lot of really big pluses like in terms of um uh future life goals and their own health and a whole bunch of other things so uh, she's she's still she's still working on that and i'm kind of giving her a hand with i'm doing a little bit of marketing stuff uh with her as well as just kind of when she's she's also got private practice as a speech pathologist and she can still do that using using zoom or whatever other thing she does so so she can do that and i'm like a stay-at-home dad which is pretty awesome which has been which has been a lot of fun uh but otherwise i'm marketing her her little business called learn to eat love to eat we who do workshops for for parents who, who have fussy kids and um, at the moment, it's really funny because parents think that, that, that like they just have to put up with this and if they, if they just kind of get through this phase that their kid will be fine. Um, mm. And that's true to some extent, but a lot of it is, you, no, like you can, you, can, you can get a better situation and a lot of people just struggle through. Um, and even now, even my little guy, August, he's, he, he's a fussy eater. And we, and we struggle, but there's still elements which, of what she show, what she teaches, which mean that we don't worry about a lot of things, and that that's part of the, that's part of what you do. And so my my job is to get that message out to people. Um, so yeah, nothing to do with booze, which is which is sad as fuck. But you know, it's, it's still. <laughs> It still uh, it still keeps on brain ticking over, um, and we've got like yeah, and and but apart from that, just just uh, I've got I've got I don't know I've got ideas of little things, but now yeah. I can but at the moment nothing I can do, yeah, it's, it's none, nothing that I can really do at the moment. I wanna one of them one of them is, um, one of them is producing a whole bunch of little restaurant resources that show waiters how to do all the basic mechanic tasks. Just a whole bunch of videos on, on, on how to carry three plates and how to do shit like that. Uh, and, and oh, Warren, where were you three years ago, man? Oh, mm. fucking everyone. Yeah. That's how... <laughs> the answer was never two on your head at one time, Damien. <laughs> one in my left hand, cool, two though. on my head. It looked cool. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, the first two um, months, I I didn't use my hands at all. <laughs> that's why you got all those nicknames. I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, Bernie McBurn face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dave glory. Roberts happened again. Is that poutine in your pants? <laughs> oh, um, I, I could only imagine Rob's reaction if I put a plate of poutine on my head. <laughs> it wouldn't have been the poutine that would have killed me. That's for sure. <laughs> but that's so good. They're great out. resources, man. Because yeah, no, mm. but genuinely, they're great resources. Because as Damien someone, and I could both have done with those. 
Yeah, well, I mean, David gave me the opportunity to to wait, but I didn't have any experience. So it was just sort of things that you picked up from other people who would come in, you know, the other kids that, well, I wasn't a kid, but the kids that I worked with, you'd see them do something and like, oh, Oh, that's how that, I was, that yeah. makes sense. That's how you open a bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how. You, yeah, that's how. And and like I don't, I don't think, I don't think anyone would pay for these. Well, maybe one day they would. Who cares? But no, the, especially at the moment where I've got little bits of time where I go, oh, I can make a video about doing that. That's easy. So I'll just. You know, I think that's that. a great idea, man. Genuinely. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. So so that that might be a fun little project. Um, I've got some little bits of wine pieces. I've got like. 1200 bottles of a sparkling Frulliano, uh, which I have to sell. Um, and God knows how I'm going to sell them. Do you have <laughs> like, to sell them? Do you have to no, sell them, Warren? No, no, no. That's true. We're going to be at home for a while. Yeah. That's, oh, that's true. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's very true. I should think about this. Damn, smashing 1200 bottles of that. Uh, but yeah, just for, <laughs> it's. Shits and giggles and coming up with the label and doing stuff like that for those little projects has been quite fun. And also, yeah. oh, this, hopefully one of your list, hopefully one of your listeners will be helping with this. I've got like a mate of mine who lives in Switzerland wants to take over, wants to start imp- exporting for Australia, but importing into Switzerland Aussie wine for, for like he's, he's, he's now on the board of the Swiss AFL competition whatever on the board of the swiss afl thingy so like he's got a lot yeah, of i hope they play on a swiss alp how, how, you, how, how good would that be we'll kick um, we'll kick with the with the slope in the first quarter <laughs> we'll kick with the wind yeah. <laughs> where the hell do you find an oval as well like it's it's i i don't think australians appreciate like afl people appreciate how fuck off big an AFL footy ground is, but it just is like, it just, it's just massive. It's stupidly big. So how do you, how do you like, yeah, Alps, that's how you do it. You have to play on the Alps. You can play Alp Um, to Alp, kick to kick from one Alp to one. Up up to the pinnacle, like the, the goals could be next to each other. Like a hundred meters apart, and all you have to do is kick up to like it would be like I don't know who knows, but yeah, he's he's got like contacts in Switzerland. So I'm trying to put together a whole bunch of um, Aussie booze to 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 send over, um, just bits and pieces that uh, that 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 people in like that Aussie, particularly expats over there to start with, will be interested in, in smashing in their faces. So a lot of little, lot of, kind of lot of little projects. Um, yeah, a, a, a real job would be good, but you know, this is all right. Yeah, it's not the uh, I'm 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 still got my sanity. You know, um, there's you have a taken those bunny years off during the interview, so I'm willing to believe you've got the sanity. <laughs> <laughs> good, aren't they? And like Easter is Easter is awesome. Easter's you do, do, do oh, you yeah, do it's that, Easter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Dude, here, 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 your mate and mine. Um, uh, Donald Trump decided to tweet in all caps, uh, happy, happy, good Friday. And a whole bunch of people had to remind him what actually happened on good Friday. Like for most Christians, uh, yeah, the, the term good or happy, or oh, the term happy isn't really, yeah, I don't know. No one knows. <laughs> all in capitals, but, you say, that's not like him. 
No, no, that's that, that's not like him at all. Screaming it. Yeah, he was yelling. Happy Good Easter, Harry. You, you, you. This, this is. I know what I know what happy. This is happy. So I don't know. Yeah. Who? Yeah. So that's me. That's that's. Well, we kind of we kind of touched on it briefly, but I wouldn't mind sort of looking into a little bit. Further, do you, have you sort of thought about what maybe the long-term impacts of the pandemic will be on the hospital industry? Like yeah. maybe maybe not necessarily negative, but maybe some positive outcomes. I know it's sort of hard to look past negative yeah. outcomes at the moment, but... But the negative might be positive. Like the people who will survive it will come out of it with a lot of rubbish... Um, a lot of rubbish businesses down the Google. Not rubbish businesses necessarily, but a lot of good businesses will probably go under too. But there will be a lot of, a lot of businesses which shouldn't have opened in the first place or will disappear. A lot of people, the the hospital, like this will be, this in a lot of ways, the people who are doing whatever it takes to keep on going should like survival of the fittest in a lot of ways, I suppose. Um, I feel like the people who are just doing whatever it takes to get through will 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 kind of come out of this and be okay. Um, and that's probably a good thing. Like all the the lead up to 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 the hospitality industry and the lead up to the coronavirus in in Melbourne was the hospitality industry reeling because everyone was realizing that it was actually a shit situation. Like we had way too many venues. The, 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 the pay issues all stem from a whole bunch of shoddy operators um, mm. taking advantage of people. And it had been happening for a long, long time. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's been happening for a huge time. So if you can keep your head above water and survive it or, or just grind it out to make it work, then you'll come out of this situation in a, in a hospital environment, which is much more, which is much more friendly, which is much more, I don't know, not as aggressive, not as, not as difficult. Mm. Um, and hopefully, and hopefully that means that, that the good people will flourish and survive. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a shit situation for a while. Yeah. It's, oh, who knows? Who knows? One of, the ones that, one of the ones that I find fascinating at the moment is around the deliveroos and Ubers and so forth. Oh, yeah. yeah. I could name any number of sort of similar companies. They're just the ones that spring first to mind. Yeah. There's a whole lot of, sort of restaurateurs and others who are saying, you know, we really want to break out of that model because yeah. it's a way for them to make money as in Deliveroo to make money, not a way for restaurateurs to make money. And yet yep. breaking out of that model, even in such a disruptive it's time as this seems so hard for really them. Really tough. Um, there's there's uh, a little suggestion I'd make for, for all, your, all your wonderful uh, listeners would be if you look up something on Deliveroo, um, make sure you also check if you like the, if you feel like something on Deliveroo or Uber Eats, um, check just Google them and check their website or their Instagram. 
because there's a good chance they'll they'll offer like a discount on their regular price for whatever you're planning on ordering for for uber on uber eats to to pick up so there's a there's a place um near the big market called sotai and if you go to their website and order uh, it's a thai restaurant no i haven't tried um, this is totally like i'm gonna try it this week because i'm just interested to see what they do but if you order via their website or give them a call there's a 15 percent discount on their takeaway menu mm. but if you order through their uber eats it's like the turnarounds massive so 30 percent like it's a 30 percent which sort of uh, reflects what those companies 30, take 30 yeah you know? exactly which is which is ridiculous like that's 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 really hard so instead of like you for by all means have a look at those at those platforms to see to see what's going on but then check out their check out the business's website and see if they're they're they've got their own deals going on um and once again this is going back the smart ones will be putting in their menu and a discount deal if you order through their website yeah uh if you uh with every pack they send out through the smart ones will be making sure that that they'll do anything to get people off uber eats and Deliveroo and make sure that 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 they they can turn this situation to themselves because it's it doesn't make any sense to be to be giving thirty percent of your, uh, that that order revenue to to someone else um it's especially at times like this when when it's a bit when everything's a bit weird um yeah so so yeah support the support the small guy don't don't support the especially uber eats the multinational bloody um oh it's a ponzi scheme when it all comes down to it there yeah, yeah i wasn't expecting you to tee off quite so hard i'm not unhappy really? <laughs> it's like no it seriously is a oh, it's seriously their business model is so flawed like they're never making a dollar like whatever 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 comes to their to their to, to their shareholders until the whole thing falls apart is is money that's uh, like it's it's the it, it's the the their returns are just other investors investing in that ponzi scheme like, there's nothing in that 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 the will these long lasting um well, there's a there's an idea called moat in 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 investing and your moat is is about how well you can protect your 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 particular business model or your particular position and um and with uber it's as fragile as the taxi services that they replaced like it's you know i i like all the other apps um will take over them uh will 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 easily are surpassing them at the moment uh Uber Eats, you know, as, as someone, if someone else establishes themselves and puts a bigger discount than they do, um, then, then that's, that will work. You know, uh, I don't see, there's no, they're, they're, I, uh, that's a, just a sad, sad artifact of, of, uh, of the technology companies. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm not into that at all. They just, uh, like, I, I don't mind disruptive technology. Um, in a lot of ways. I'll get like, you a T-shirt that says that. Yeah, I should, I mean, we should. There's disruptive technology. I should design one and just send it out on one of those. That, uh, doesn't matter. I'll get Monkey to design something. Um, <laughs> but, but 
but it's it's uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, disruptive technologies are, can be awesome, but when they're just when they're just like that, you know, the bottom feeders. Yeah. Jeez, well, how, long have been, how long have we been going? Uh, I actually can't see through Zoom. I think about yeah. forty-five minutes or so. Yeah, cool. Um, well, I'm out of I'm out of questions. I think when the I think when the guest starts to ask questions like that, it might be indicative of the fact that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be time yeah. to wrap it up. God, how long have I been doing this? <laughs> you know, I, if I can get a platform where I can just where I can just talk, I man, I'm not a big fan of my own voice, but if I can just talk and talk, that's fine. Um, maybe we can just talk about the second, my second first craft beer, and that's what you can go to your guests. But, What's the second craft beer you had? <laughs> yeah, well, for returning guests, it's probably... <laughs> yeah, what's, what's your second favourite Melbourne drinking venue? <laughs> hey, Warren, just, just to cut in there, just got a, a, one quick question for you. Yeah. Out of interest, what was the second craft beer you ever had? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just oh, going to put you on my demo. You can take care of that in the, in the editing, can <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Put that in there. That's a, you know what, when you remember, oh, I tell you what. <laughs> I hope you got an answer for this. We, you we spoke up. about, no, nah, we spoke about three Ravens last time we, we I think last time was on. I don't I know whether we did. About, didn't we? No. Uh, they, they, three Ravens who are still kicking around and I don't necessarily like the fact they've gone into sours, but they're, um, ooh, something, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily care for the fact they've gone into sours um but their pilsner is really tasty their pilsners uh for a craft pilsner is really excellent but <clears throat> back in the day they did old english ales and they were mm. terrific they were really tasty that like they were just it's, i don't know they were malty and 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 you know uh, you you'd get a sense of you what you were drinking was what was written on the, the label. Like a Three Ravens beer, if you were having an Old English Ale, if you were having a Brown Ale, and that's exactly what was it. It was, it was, the, 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 um, it was mainly in taps, it was in good venues. Um, so I reckon it was probably one of those, probably a Three Ravens kind of stouty or port or something. But yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was good. It was, um, yeah, it was. It, that was probably the second. Um, and now, yeah, their pilsner's good. No, no, like I said their their sours could be really good, but I'm it's it, and I've had a couple of them, but I just haven't thought about it in any particularly deep way. Um, but their pilsner, I think, I rate. I think that's that's a really tasty, good, clean, uh, a little bit of that that sweet multi character, but and the hops are. The hops are done in a, a fairly classic way, without being over the, you know, not over the top. It's not a, it's not a, a, a clean beer with American hops over the top, which I, which I think is a bit boring. Oh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> just, just in case we need a promo for the third time, you come back. <laughs> well, I, just, I don't want to well, catch you off guard here. Where well, are we supposed um, to check in? Oh yeah, go on. Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. Um, the. Uh, Third craft beer you ever had, Warren? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we 
should. Don't worry, Damo. We'll, you, right. you can wander off for a bit, mate. Oh, I reckon right. I've got another hour of content. <laughs> when were we supposed to have it? Wasn't there, wasn't there supposed to be ads as well? I forgot where. Yeah. Oh, there are ads. When did you discuss they one go, of the ads? They, 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 go ads. In, they go in afterwards. That's the magic of podcasting. Oh, beautiful. But we've got our first ever real ad, which is Ben Knight from Ben and Wine. Oh, yes. What and, a um, guy. And you actually know him, Warren, from yeah, your yeah, youth. From, yeah, from my wine days. But we went to we went to high school together, which is which is hilarious. And I can't vaguely knew him. It was always <laughs> nice, but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Um, it's but he's as a wine educator. I, I it's it's really brilliant. Like I've uh, at uh, I've seen him at a couple of events, and even as a wine professional, uh, even someone who knows a little bit. Um, even someone who knows a little bit, I thought that 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 his the way he presents, uh, how approachable he makes some that what can be quite quite challenging and, and difficult uh, topics is really good. I'm, I'm, I yeah, I I don't have nice things to say about about that guy. He's funny and he's like yeah. you know, and he's he, a super he's nice funny. guy. Yeah. I think I've told the story of how I first met him before, but it was literally that I was walking down a street in Flemington from my house to go to the butchers in Flemington. And I passed this bloke by and he was moving bottles of wine out of the back of his car. And I sort of said, ah, looks like you've got some great wine there. I'll have to think I'm, I have to, I'm thinking about what I need to go with this pork shoulder. I'm going to buy at the butchers in a minute. And anyway, he goes, ah, oh, you'll need one of these then and literally just opened a box of wine and handed me a bottle of wine as a complete stranger on the street. So that's yeah, the kind right. of thing. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds like Ben. Yeah, you can't get a better endorsement for a human being than that. <laughs> gives away wine. Ben and wine, they just go together. No, yeah, and no, I think he's, he's also the one who helped us invent the, it might have been the dog F, as in the brew dog, dog F, vanilla ice cream uh, spider, which we drank at Mr. Griffith's one afternoon, which is probably the most expensive misuse of a beer that I've ever been part of. And it well, was there delicious. are a few at Mr. G's, but that'd be, that's probably, yeah. that's probably the, the, the most expensive one. <laughs> it's a, it's um, a chocolate chili stout. That's about what 50, 60 bucks a stubby that yeah. we had a vanilla ice cream too. So <laughs> that's brilliant. And that's good like days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That venue, geez. Um, I was just going to say, and I, I don't really want to um, advertise big con- supermarket conglomerates or anything like that, but I did, after last week's episode, uh, managed to get uh, delivery of some craft beers to a mate yesterday for his birthday um, on the same day, like ordered it in the morning and it was delivered to his house a couple yeah, of hours later. been so. taken over by big beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the beers were... the. The beers were from Moondog and, uh, oh God, what else did I put in there? I can't even remember off the Kaiju. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was just briefly putting it out there that we spoke about it last week and it is a way that you can support smaller local yeah. brewers. I mean, unfortunately for me, this had to go through one of the biggest supermarket chains to get that happening. But, um, yeah, it is a way that you can support those smaller brewers as well. Yeah. That's that's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, uh, Coles, Woolworths. If you're looking to sponsor the podcast, uh, <laughs> you we, can we contact will, we will me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a, 
I did listen to I did listen listen to Monkey's podcast uh, a couple of days ago when I was invited back onto this one by some uh, weird circumstance. Uh, and yeah, didn't he? No, he already he already slammed uh, Woolworths and Coles, didn't he? So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. fucked. It's yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coles, Woolworths, uh, any Silicon Valley, any big Silicon Valley tech company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it. over yeah, the course of the podcast, we probably, you know, outside of smaller operations, we've we probably Bang shut off those avenues. <laughs> 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 and that's fine. That's completely yeah, that's, fine. Yeah, that, I, we were. You were not anyway. like, well, somehow Will Anderson, Will Anderson's footy podcast. Um, well, two two guys, one cup. Uh, mm. He's yeah. They got holden. They're like, I don't even know how that makes sense. Like, why? Because oh, well. blokes listen to it, and yeah, blokes buy holdens. Yeah, but. Uh, Close by by Utes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and Will Anderson's got good. crossover Triple M. He was on Triple M for a oh, bit. Oh yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> very good. But on that note, seeing that we're spiraling spiraling into Will Anderson chat, I'll probably uh, wrap up the podcast there. I think, gentlemen. Sweet. Cool, cool. Thank you so much for coming on. Warren? No, thanks for thanks for uh, yeah, thanks for inviting me again. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can reclaim my space at the top of the the podcast tree. Yeah, well, we've got a we've got a a video format as well, which we can play around with. I don't know if we're gonna whether David wants to put that up or oh, please we can don't. put it on oh, a YouTube never thought about or something. That. I, uh, I wouldn't have muted myself and blown my nose so many times if I realised the vision was going out there. Uh, as I keep saying to everybody that we've been doing podcasts with, it's it's still a thousand times better than the majority of celebrities' uh, little YouTube videos that they're doing to help oh, us through it. I would have invited my little, my little ponies, my little miniature horses into the room if I'd known that we were going to be putting the video out. <laughs> we don't have to, I'm just saying. Anyway. Uh, wrap it it's up the kind there. of thing you should say before we start a podcast. Yeah. Well, th- this all happened very quickly. Like I, 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 I don't know, Dave, if you've ever listened to the Cool Room podcast. <laughs> no, I, I, I try not to, actually. Yeah, I, There's so many good podcasts it. out there at the moment. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, what a good segue it is for your ad about other podcasts. Yeah. Yes. I think I've think- I think I've already got two bites. So, you know, if you, um, if you haven't already subscribed to On the Turnbuckle and Two Ring Circus, then look forward to the next episode where you'll hear their ads. Ads, so cool. Um, all right. Uh, I will wrap that up there. Uh, rate and review. Share it with your friends. Stay safe. Don't touch anybody. Um, Always good advice. And, and, <laughs> and with, especially without their consent. And uh, we'll be back with another episode of The Cool Room very soon. Sometimes there is nothing better to do Than to go out and get stuck into a few I'm gonna spend my time with a good friend like you